0: Hello and welcome to another podcast, The Father and Joe. I am Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface Hicks, and Father. I wanted to continue this conversation with from the one that we had last time about the sign of peace and the peace of, of being close to Christ, and we had left off, kind of building up anticipation for this one, with an with an example of how you can see people coming up to the altar. And receive different experiences in the Eucharist, and I wanted to begin this conversation at that point.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing in the Mass and the the liturgy. What a masterful instrument has been created by God and given to us that allows the whole range of human experience to emerge. And I just think of myself and the places that I've been across uh, 15 years, 14, well, I guess uh, about 20 years that I've been to Mass every day, 14 years that I've celebrated Mass every day, every day. And I think of the range of experiences over those last 14 years, over those last 20 years, Uh, on a a daily basis, sometimes exhausted, you know, having slept not at all or having slept very little, having Mass early in the morning, and just having a thread of attention, trying to give my whole thread of attention to what's happening in front of me. Sometimes in great celebrations, Uh, ordinations, uh, the ordination of a bishop, which is about three hours long uh, at Easter vigils where people are received into the faith. Again, hours long masses, uh, solemn, glorious, very simple uh, daily masses that I've attended. Just so many different experiences because my life has, has grown. I've gone through all kinds of things. And I remember a time when I was really struggling Suffering was misunderstood, was, uh, I, I felt that I was being treated very badly, and, uh, and I was able to bring that suffering into the liturgy, into the Mass, and what happens at the Mass is that Jesus' own suffering is made present, his sacrifice is represented there, and as I spoke the words of consecration, take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. I was feeling every word of that because I felt like I was offering my body. I felt like the kind of persecution I was experiencing was united with Jesus in this profound way. And I was feeling strength from that because I knew that He was in it with me. I knew that I was sharing that with Him and I felt His strength coursing through my veins, coursing through my heart. So there's that kind of uh, experience that we can have. Sometimes I've just been filled with joy, so just so grateful, so joyful, things just working out, falling right into place, and I'm moved to tears by that. And without anybody seeing, you know, uh, probably, I mean, there are tears that co- are coming down my my cheeks, and I'm really, my heart is, is breaking, opening. Sometimes in, in times of great loss, I mean, experiencing celebrating the funeral of my own mother, and my heart was so raw and just was, was really in touch with that, and I was able to just feel that, to go through that, um, sometimes kind of wondering in a, in a place of uncertainty, what's the future going to bring? What's happening? Why are, why are these things happening? And just able to open that up and hold that before the Lord in the Mass as, as we go through the prayers of the Mass, um, you know, just, uh, just everything, everything's in there, uh, discovery, excitement, uh, hopefulness, sadness, suffering, everything's in there. And that's what's so beautiful is that there's really a place in the mass where we can go through everything and I could do that. And, and it's a, the amazing thing is, well, I'm perhaps heartbroken, uh, the experiences of loss that I've had personally and in the context of another mass I really had a, a grace at mass just before my mother died that as I was holding up the Eucharist I just heard in my heart Jesus saying from now on you will find her in me and so for days weeks after her death every time I looked at the Eucharist I was seeing my mother so there I was my heart just raw with the uh, moved by that, experiencing the loss of my mother, and yet also the sweetness of knowing that she's there with Jesus. Somebody next to me was was a thousand miles away from that. You know, was experiencing joy, maybe boredom, tiredness, whatever it was. And my experience didn't in- inflict on his experience. His experience didn't inflict on my experience. We could really be in our own very alive place with the Lord in the Mass. And that's what's so beautiful about the mass. And so, you know, we want to make some effort to attention, but our attention is twofold. We want to be attentive to the mystery that's in front of us in the mass, but we also need to be attentive to the mystery that's within us in our own human experience, wherever we are that day. And we want to bring those two things together, and they always fit. And so that's the real key, to be attentive to the mystery outside of us and to be attentive the mystery inside of us and simply to bring them together sometimes we're tempted to suppress the mystery inside of us like i have to become something else i've got to become this kind of pious presentation i've got to stir up some particular kind of feeling i've got to get rid of my maybe my anger maybe my uh my irritation maybe my frustration uh that I've got to somehow, you know, amputate this thing, so that I can get into this other space where I'm supposed to feel happy and excited, or I'm supposed to feel uh, warm and moved or, or something along those lines.
0: And, um, you know, that's just. Uh, so father, with that being said, one of the things that I had noticed is that there's a confidence that comes whenever you, open yourself up as you had mentioned at the altar even on you know the receiving side as, as the person who's in the mass participating in it and what i have noticed both in myself and as well as with people around me is that the more you develop that quiet confidence in christ the better you carry yourself and inherently the better the rest of things in the rest of your life end up start going you know and and that's something that I can't really quantifiably measure but you can just see it that the people who are having an extra confidence that even if something isn't perfect right now but it's going to work out better because of the experiences and the trusting that you have in Christ essentially so that was the thought that I wanted to introduce here I know that you were kind of tell some of the examples that you have but in the prior conversations you'd mentioned about how people coming into confession visibly can change having weight lifted off of them and I've noticed the same thing at communion as well and I want to say see if you as a person who's Obviously, giving communion every day, as you mentioned for the last fourteen years, has seen something else, or if I'm just flat out crazy.
1: Well, I like what you said, Joe. In terms of having the confidence to really enter into the mystery, to receive of that, and to to bring ourselves there. As I said, you know, being attentive to the mystery within us and bringing ourselves to the mystery outside of us that is to say the love of christ the love of god made manifest in christ in the eucharist and yeah, we do need some confidence it's one of the reasons you and i are doing this podcast right and you know is to give people some confidence to help people take hold of this truth to to believe more deeply when we hear other people testify about it it gives us confidence And we're able to, to press ourselves, take a risk, you know, take a step into that, that space a little bit more deeply. And, and it's a, it's a risk to open our hearts, to be more vulnerable. So if we have confidence that there's a grace there, that we are loved, that it's safe, then we can risk being vulnerable and really bringing whatever it is inside of us, whether it's our fear or our pain for our tears, for our joy. We have the courage to be vulnerable there because we have the confidence of how we're going to be received in, in our, our experience of communion. And what you said, Joe, about the visible, the, the tangible experience that's visible even for others, a, a burden lifted from confession, same thing, you know, to have confidence that Christ is there, to have confidence that his power is infinite, and to have confidence that his forgiveness, his love is unconditional, and it's for everyone. All we have to do is let him, let him love us, let him take away our sin. We have, to, we have to part with it. We have to have the courage to reach out, hand it out to him. And the same is true in the Eucharist. When people really open their hearts, when they really make a space in their lives for him, when they really take the risk to be vulnerable, when we really take the risk to be vulnerable, then we experience something very deeply in the Eucharist. And uh, sometimes we, we see it in giving someone the Eucharist. I, it's certainly not uncommon that I see people with their faces already tear-streaked, clearly tears have fallen, and I see them visibly moved at the way that they're at the moment of receiving him, sometimes moved with joy, sometimes moved with uh, with with tears with with that kind of openness, so uh, yeah, we certainly see that in in the context of the Eucharist and in the context of communion so the but the challenge is for us, you know are we going to we can it's too easy to make it just a perfunctory action, you know, just uh, doing doing our thing, going through the motions, saying the words, with our minds a million miles away, with our hearts walled off, and no encounter takes place. Or we can really bring ourselves, let the words speak to us, let the gestures speak to us, and we can become vulnerable before the Lord when we receive him in the the Eucharist.
0: Yeah, I like how you put that in there. You have to let Him love you. And I sometimes think that's, that's a skill that, people don't recognize that you can become better at, you know, as far as being easier to be liked and loved, you know, just think about it with your friends. You know, one of the most easiest ways is to show up and hang out with your friends more and, you know, coming to masses, it would be the example of doing that with Christ. And the other parts of it is just, you know, some self-reflection, you know, are you easy to talk to? Are you naturally combative? Do you, do you want to hear what the other person is saying or do you have to always be right? And those are some things that you can easily think about. And over time, not you can't easily correct them, but over time you gradually can correct them and be a little bit better at them tomorrow than you were yesterday. And I think that that self-awareness of making yourself open and, Easier to love, to be able to receive Christ in the same way that we've been talking about these last two casts, is how you get to the benefits. Because I'm sure that there's a part of our audience out there that's thinking, well, obviously it's known because they've gone down that journey. And then there's another segment of our audience who has no idea that that journey even exists. And you know, as you mentioned, it's part of why we do this cast. But I just wanted to to highlight that in this moment in the cast.
1: I love that you said that, Joe. I, I, it's so true that we can get better at letting ourselves be loved, and one of the ways we practice that is also in our human relationships. And it's something that we've talked about before. But the relationship of spiritual direction is meant to facilitate that. And a good marriage can facilitate that, and good parental love can facilitate that, and good friendships can facilitate that, where we let ourselves be loved. And that requires letting the walls down. That requires accepting our limitations. That requires accepting compliments, accepting uh, the, the ways that people want to love us to Uh, to serve us, the ways that they want to compliment us and encourage us. That means accepting uh, the different gestures of love from people the way that maybe they want to listen to us, if we are willing to actually speak from our hearts, not just put up a show, not just put on our our best side or show our best features, but uh, if we really want to Share our hearts and let someone listen to us and let someone receive us and then ask for help and let someone help us and, and share our wounds and our fears and let someone respond with, with courage and encouragement. You know, and we get, we get better at it because a simple principle which we don't feel, although we've experienced it if we've been on the receiving end of it, there is nothing more beautiful than vulnerability, That's what we feel from the outside. When someone is vulnerable with us, when we see that vulnerability, we can think of little babies. Little babies are just big piles of vulnerability, (laughs) and nothing is more beautiful than vulnerability. Usually, there's nothing uglier than defenses, than what we do to cover up our vulnerability. The kind of posturing, uh, at showing off on the one hand, or the kind of self-hatred, beating ourselves up on the other hand, or the kind of hiding where we won't let anything be seen and we cover up under, uh, under silence or under lies, uh, these things are ugly. But the vulnerability that's there, the little child that's there, the, the little part of us that longs to be loved, so beautiful. It doesn't feel beautiful when we're in it, but it always looks beautiful from the outside. So, to really believe that and to step into that more and more. You're absolutely right, Joe. It's something that can be learned and it's something that we can grow in. We've got to start. We've got to take the first steps. But then as we do that, it gets, it gets easier and easier and we get better and better at it.
0: Yeah, I think that that's some beautiful closing notes there. And it's a thought that I think that most of us never really have had, but you're right, um, as, as you go through it, some of the the most, just even the way that the culture illustrates repulsiveness, they always have a defensive posture about it, trying to hide something, um, and uh, you're exactly right. There's nothing more vulnerable than a baby, and most people can't stop looking at babies or getting enough of them, so when you you put that together, it, it makes a whole lot of sense. So on that note, we thank everyone for listening. I know that today's cast was a little bit shorter than some of our other ones. We'll be back to our normal length um, next week. And we thank everyone for listening. Continue to follow us here on Twitter at Father and Joe. And please give us the reviews on whichever subscription site you're getting the cast from. Thank you guys very much, and we will talk to you then.